Steven, how are you? Good, how are you? So amazed to talk to you. Huge fan. Podcast is called Red River Podcast. I guess we're going to talk about Psycho Gorman and just how it was one of the most anticipated movies for me personally. I remember <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I remember hearing about it uh, last year. And my relationship with you started, uh, I went to a screening of Father's Day in New York City. So ever since then, I've just been a fan and I followed your work. Oh, wow. Awesome. So got a chance to watch this movie this year and uh it I, I loved it i absolutely loved it and and what i realized is is um you know 10 years ago 20 years ago people were still so hung up on the 80s and you know i'm i'm of that age so i grew up in that age as well but i i like what you're doing especially for something like psycho gorman where i feel like we're kind of moving a little bit of that that influence and and i feel like a lot of the stuff in the 90s that i loved is kind of the stuff that you love as well i mean am i wrong on that Oh, no, you're definitely right on that. Like, I made a conscious decision with this movie to have it feel more like a 90s, like, kids' adventure film. Like, the 80s influences are still there. Absolutely. Uh, but, like, just in terms of, like, visually, like, the look of the movie, I wanted it to have more of a cinematic look in the way that movies in the 90s had. Like, I remember as a kid, I was thinking that 90s movies looked so polished. Um compared to 80s films. So it was part of the reason why we shot it in anamorphic. Uh, I mean, I know people automatically will default to like John Carpenter for that look. Sure. But really to me, it just, I felt like everything in the 90s, like every big movie would go that route uh, and be shot anamorphic. And it just gave it such a cinematic quality that I thought it, it fit the film really well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's like, I feel like the movie is very much like an early 90s movie that still has some of the a kind of like runoff from the eighties uh, in it. Like in the way that something like, like Ninja Turtles or Ninja Turtles two or like Giver uh, has yes. that vibe. Where it's like Gu- right on the cusp of the nineties, but still feels like the eighties in a lot of ways. So good call on Giver. Cause I wrote that down. Um, so recently I had on one of my favorite nineties direct to video dudes, uh, Brian Usna. Uh, and oh, nice. oh, he's like, you know, he's like a god to me for sure. Um, and 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 uh, when I saw Psycho Goreman, I just like as far as like the the actual um, you know uh, the the the, uh, the the costume, it was very like I thought it was like Guyver meets like Wishmaster. You know, so like I love that '90s era like direct to video stuff. Um, and 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 it's funny that that you say that that's what you went for because in the very beginning, like the kids are playing and they're not like on a computer, they're not on their phone. Um, they're outside playing like a physical game and and uh from there like the once a solo like the guitar solo rips in i'm like this is like so cool and i knew right away that it was going to be something like uh just something different i feel like this movie might be like your most accessible could i say that (laughs) yeah it's it's weird because it's like somehow my most accessible and my most polarizing at the same time 
uh, which I, it's crazy to me that some as mild mannered, mild mannered a person as I am, that I have the potential to make a movie that would infuriate a certain group of people as much as this movie has. But I mean, I hope it just means that this movie is, uh, you know, it'll like have some legs because it's prompting a discussion and, and not just kind of like, you know, people like it and then they forget about it. Like, it seems like it's, it's like whipping people up into a frenzy, whether it's like loving it or hating it. Oh, so really? What kind really of what kind of frenzy? Thought. Like, what, did I miss something? What kind of frenzy are we talking about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are bumping on certain moments in the film, uh-huh. uh, specifically a moment relating to a uh, cross being broken. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think just maybe the direction of the movie and the kind of like lack of morals that the movie maybe presents. Absolutely. Uh, That's the best people part. People seem to bump on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah for, well, for people yeah, like us. Exactly. It, yeah. For people, like, cause I know where it's coming from. Um, and, 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 you know, like it's, it's like this movie that's kind of like absurd. It's like, it's like, it's just ridiculous. Like when you really, it's not, there's nothing serious about it kind of. Um, yeah. So I love like there's that. No, there's nothing to take away from it that's, yeah, super serious. So anybody who gets offended or put off by anything happening in it, it's like, you know, maybe like chill out a little bit because like maybe you're throwing a little too much energy at, at your media that you're consuming because I feel like it's overall like a pretty inoffensive low impact movie that just yeah has a lot of absurdity but i feel like it's like on the level of like a classic simpsons episode is what i was hoping for in terms of just the insanity on display so it's yeah it's the dynamic of the 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 siblings you know like um luke uh is is like so kind of like innocent and like mimi is just like a madman like i love that because it's like so kids in movies for the most part especially movies that tend to go towards horror sometimes they you know like i I, you know sometimes they never really come off great i always think of halloween five with like the kid who stutters and i'm like oh my god enough with this kid uh but these two kids were like they were so great you know and and their dynamic with, with with psycho goreman is just like all three of them have these really over-the-top personalities and they exist in this world that is just so fucking beyond anything that anyone could comprehend and i love that dynamic yeah i mean i went into it with the intention of having kid characters that were not your stock like innocence you know like i've been calling it the harry potter syndrome where kids in movies are just like wide-eyed like watching the plot kind of like happen around them and it just seems so boring to me to do something like that. So I figured, like, for this story to have energy and personality, like, we needed characters, kid characters that could stand up to an evil space warlord man. Like, like right? Mimi needed to be somebody that could go toe-to-toe with PG. And I wanted to believe that. Whether, like, for better or for worse. So I didn't want her to also be, like, this this, like, angelic character that had a strong personality but could do no wrong. Like I wanted her to be abrasive because I thought that was more interesting. Like I wanted a character that maybe you didn't always like, but you know, still like enjoyed and appreciated despite uh, their flaws. 
Absolutely, and and the one in particular, like in the very beginning scene where, um, you know, they're they're digging that hole, and then they go to, you know, they go home, and uh, Luke is like, I think we woke Grandma up, and I love that Mimi is like, I told you, you know, they're doing the Morse code, and uh, she's like, I told you, Grandma's in hell, and it's just something that subtle, but it it goes, like you already know in the very beginning that Mimi is just like no joke, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and I wanted to have like kind of throw away lines like that to build the universe and this idea that uh, Mimi exists in her own weird world. And I think that's more true to being a kid. Like my memories of being a kid are definitely like just living in my own weird microcosm devoid of any consequence. And uh, I wanted to show kids that we're, we're kind of in that same mind frame and that weren't just like the, pure-hearted innocence that we typically get in genre films. Like, I wanted them to be little maniacs that lived in their own little maniac world playing their nonsense dodgeball games, because that just seems more true to life to me. Yeah, and and what was the... Am I wrong to think that there was kind of like a Biocop um, uh, cameo in the movie? Oh, yeah, that's Biocop. Like, in the credits, he's credited as Biocop. I mean, I think on the IMDb, he's called Zombie Cop, Cause that's what we had in the script. Uh, Cause I was, I didn't want to like put it out there right away. I wanted people to discover it and be like, wait a second, is Biocop in this movie? And it's, yeah, it's like a low key Biocop origin story. Oh, it's, uh, it's so good. It's, it's just like for, 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 for fans of your work. Um, you know, it's like those little things that, that definitely, you know, like those nuggets are for us for sure. Well, it's, yeah, I'm trying to build up the uh, Steve Kostansky cinematic universe a little bit. I want all these things to, like, cross over with one another and tie into each other in weird, nonsense ways. And so that's, that's step one for me. And another thing, there's there's two things, actually. Um, I, anytime I see PG on any movie that's supposed to, you know, because I'm, like, 43, so I'm, like, <laughs> like sometimes, like, a horror movie comes out and it's PG-13, like, to me, I, like, I, I automatically, I'm, like, oh, like, yesterday I watched Coming to America 2, and I'm, like, oh, PG-13, I'm, like, damn it, so I love that the movie is so not PG, but, like, that was, like, what you chose, was that, like, a purpose thing? Oh, yeah, like, when I was coming up with the idea uh, I mean, it was like my initial core concept was like a mashing of Rawhead Rex and E.T. together. Oh, and so wow. I wanted I wanted a, a title like kind of in that vein. And so I was, you know, I, I was thinking like, what's like an abbreviation that hasn't been used as catchy and will stay in people's minds? And yeah, I, I just stumbled upon like, well, why not PG? Like the rating parental guidance. So good. Because... It's such an easy like thing to piggyback. Like I feel like it, it. It almost feels like a like Roger Corman or like Lloyd Kaufman move to oh. to take something like that and make it the title of your movie because now it's forever going to be associated with that. So yeah, it, it, once I realized, that, I was like, oh my god, why has nobody done this before? I got to jump on this. Well, well so, done. Yeah, but well, well done. Yeah, and uh, an- another thing that I love just like uh, I haven't heard a rap song like this. Like I think of maniac cop too. Cause at the end of maniac cop too, there was, oh, of course. there was a maniac cop. right. So I'm like yep. listening at the end and, and PG has his own rap. Yeah. Well, that was a must. Like I had to have that because it's such a staple of that era of movie. 
And uh, I mean, like Waxwork 2 has a great one oh, at the wow. end of it. Obviously, Ninja Rap in uh, Ninja Turtles 2 and Turtle Power in the first Ninja Turtles is a great song, too. Like, there's just so many great songs. And I, I'm a like strong advocate of like ending on a high note with your movie. Like I want, you know, back when I was imagining this playing in theaters and people watching it in a theater, like I want people like walking out of the theater to this song and yes. just being on the high of like yes. this crazy rap song. This oh. seems so funny to me. Yeah. So that's why yeah, I had a hard commit to it. And Blitz Berlin, the composers knocked it out of the park, like with the score across the board, but especially with that rap song. It's honestly like one of my favorite things about the movie. It's just the fact that that song exists. Yeah, so for a guy like you, like seriously, like I, I just admire your filmmaking because it's it's like aside from your your effects work on even random movies like Girl House, which I loved, um, you know, like I I feel like you are making movies specifically for people like me, and I I just can't thank you enough. Like I, as soon as I see an Astron Six or Steve Kostansky, you know, anywhere attached to the film, um, I, I just like watch it, and it's just man, it's I I can't say enough about your filmmaking. I think the void. Oh, thank you very much. I think the void is one of the greatest horror movies of the last ten years, fifteen maybe. Like it's just. So oh, thank you. Unbelievable movie. Uh, you made Leprechaun, which I don't even like the series, and I thought that was the best one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I I will say I'm a fan of Leprechaun Three. I have fond memories of watching that as a kid, renting it uh, from Video Plus on VHS. Is that the casino? Um, so my whole my whole intent that's the Vegas one, and oh, that's uh, that, it, yeah. my whole intention my whole intention with it was like just at the bare minimum like make a movie that feels like that time you watched Leprechaun Three. So I just wanted to I threw everything I had at it to try and make the like the perfect like straight to video in the 90s leprechaun movie i just wanted to emulate that experience so it's, yeah i'm glad that you uh, got something out of it for sure it's like that's that's my air like i love that like i said like i had brian use now on and i'm like yo you made the dentist you made return of the living dead three <laughs> i'm like i felt like chris farley i'm just like yo i'm like but you made you know like it was such a he talked for like two hours and i fucking loved it so cool um, oh he's awesome yeah man he just like I, there was something about those effects, you know, and and I feel like you're you're keeping that vibe alive. I know that you're uh, a, a child, like a, you're a video store guy. I know I know how how influential Freddy's Dead was, like the poster, like every interview. I know you. Oh yeah. I know you're uh, a, a, a Beekler fan, so every, everything that you do, man. Um, I guess unfortunately, that looks like all the time I have. I, I don't really want to piss Tatum off. Um, but <laughs> thank you. We're, I'm going to put this at the end, like we're going to talk about your movies and then I'll put this little piece at the end of our episode. So, okay, cool. Thank you so much, man. I, I look forward to everything else that you do and I will spread the word about PG and people will love it. Oh, thanks man. I appreciate it. It was nice talking to you. And, uh, yeah, if you want to do this again, uh, in a longer form down the road sometime, uh, be all for it. Sure. I mean, how do I contact you? <laughs> Uh, just look me up on social media. Just, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I follow you on Kill Kostansky. So, like, I have um, the podcast and then also the bands. I Like, I, I run my band page. It's playing Dead NY, so you'll see it. Okay. You're the man. Yeah, cool. Thank you yeah, so much, Steve. Oh, thank you. Uh, it was great chatting with you. All right, man. Later.
Yo, my brain deformed, put in proper thoughts Ride through with no shoes and soccer shorts Show up on horses with tomahawks And I slap my dick out like I'm the boss A.K. Akmilla, hot rod, hot villa I'm a milk D top villa, iced tea cop killer King Kong Godzilla, not filler, not thriller I'm a rat bacteria, summonilla I'm Jack the Ripper, lurking in the dungeon 1888, midnight in London They flabbergasted by the rapping bastard With the rap to match it and attract the back It won't let me in the place if they got a dress code I'm the great dictator, chaplain with a globe When I'm on a cunt, fuck another chick, sex mode When I come gunpowder on my dick, explode like nobody can do it like that rugged man can Do it old school, busy bee symphony Bring it back, Canada, Missy me Gold chain, Mr. T, little bit of history Hit him wiggy, wiggy, wiggy jam on Chili B Go to Philly, Vinny P Like self-deprecation, selfish envy Bring heat to the devil and hell respect me I live my life in a hellish frenzy Till I'm dead on the toilet like Elvis Presley Got a hand grenade, live in the land of the brave Or the land of the slave or the man from the cave I'm Louis Prima, just a gigolo With the fedora hat, quick to diss a hoe Like Mr. Snowden, let the whistle blow Joe Piscopo with the vicious flow All systems go Hello. Yo. Yo. Yo, What's man. Up? Yo, you shaved? I did. <laughs> Might need a new job, so I gotta look I haven't... nice. Oh, really? I, I've not seen Brian that many times, but when I have, he's had like the, the best beard I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it was very odd seeing him without it. I know. Uh, yeah. It feels yeah. very naked. Um, cool, man. I you look Chris looks like he's he's taken time from uh weightlifting in like a penitentiary <laughs> with my salmon hoodie yeah you look you look like you were spotting some like aryan brotherhood dudes and now you're ready to podcast real quick well you know i i need protection so i'm their bitch basically yeah, while, okay. uh, while i'm in the while i'm in the joint you look yeah. like you run the yard man yeah <laughs> the rec room no, uh, all right. So Red River podcast, uh, we're going to do this psycho Goreman. Um, you know, if you're listening now, you're basically listening to me having a conversation with Steve Kostansky. Uh, and now we're going to basically give a, a little quick review as to what's going on. And, and today we have Langan, obviously, but also Chris Longuito from the Films on Tap podcast, which is our uh, our sister group. Yeah, uh, yep. you know they they use uh, my awful band all the time, so I thank get out of here. <laughs> so, uh, yo, tell me how the move to Gov Radio is. Uh, it's been good. Um, uh, we certainly get a lot more like shares, and uh, I think a little bit more visibility. Like I see a lot more activity in our Facebook group page, and and more people chiming in and. The live stream thing adds a new element to it because people are commenting while we're talking and we can kind of like bring it up on the show and stuff. So it's been pretty good. Um, you know, we took uh, a hiatus uh, pretty much for the, the, the almost a year. Um, you know, we got to the beginning of COVID. We tried a couple of shows on Zoom and I think we were just like not into it after a, a long time of doing the show. And uh, we just kind of miss talking about movies. And Tim and Carla are both, you know, stand ups on Long Island and have relationships with Gov and and and, uh, you know, said we could get back on and, and do it through there. And it's been it's been pretty cool ever since. So I'm excited to be back because I, I, I did. I miss talking about movies. I probably messaged you guys, you more than, uh, you know, more often about something because we just didn't have like you didn't have a the vehicle outlet, to yeah. talk about you, stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah, we had we had Tim on. We, we you know we did the tribe called Quest episode with yep. Tim. Uh, but yeah, cool. You know, um, it, I I listen to it when it hits Spotify because the live sure. thing, unless you're like sitting at home, it's like yeah. a hard thing to kind of keep it up is. with. Yeah, uh, it's but, on Friday nights too. 
And like, you know, people have maybe not recently, but like people eventually will get back to their lives on a Friday night. And I'm, and so I'm, I'm out on the on a super spreader on Friday. So I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to make sure we got it back up on like iTunes and Spotify after the fact, because, you know, the first few shows, it was just yeah. the live version where you had to go through like Boxcast or something like that. And anybody that listens to podcasts is not doing that. The, the fact that it's easy. They want to listen whenever they feel exactly. like listening. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. point. So like I, 30 minutes, of cl- like I'll go, you know, if I'm at work and I could listen to 30 minutes, like I'll sure. put on, I'll put on films and then I'll do something else for 30 minutes. And I go back and forth, you know, in, in my week. So it's a lot easier. So like now that the episodes are up and, and just give everyone kind of like a big rundown as to like what the show is really. Sure. So, I mean, really, I mean, every ideally it started off as, hey, let's talk about beer and movies, because those are two things that, uh, you know, Tim and I are certainly very interested in. Uh, and, you know, the, the films on tap was like, you know, the title made sense. Ultimately, we ended up just talking about movies and pop culture a lot, not so much the beer part of it. We did a couple of events at like Long Island Brewery and Barbecue and those kinds of places. Um, we've started uh, kind of revisiting the beer thing. So Tim will kick off the show with kind of whatever he's drinking that night. Um, what are but really, you it's just <laughs> what are you me? drinking right now? Yeah, me. I've got uh, Irish coffee. Oh, is, is that? I don't know what that is. is that it's got it's some whiskey and some Baileys in it. Okay, cool. Make yeah, sure. it's Sunday. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, so now, it, again, it's it's really all about like our love of pop culture and movies. And, you know, it, mostly on the Govs thing so far, we've done like lists and stuff mm-hmm. um, or special type episodes because there hasn't been anything new to talk about, like new releases and stuff. There's been a few things here and there on uh, HBO Max and stuff. But for the most part, it's just, hey, what's the best this type of movie? And then we'll we'll go into it. Like, we just did best fights. Um, so it's been fun, though. Yeah, the best fights is cool. So, like, um, I'm going to talk to my friend Eric Uresk, who's like a – he's a, a MMA trainer, but also like a fighter. And, you know, he was just tra- – like, he trains Dominic Cruz, which was like a UFC fighter. Um, and that was one of the things we brought up. We're like, all right, so when we do our episode, we'll do like our favorite fight scenes. And it just happened to coincide with you guys. And I was listening to that and, uh, it, it was funny to hear everyone's opinion. So, and shout out, oh to my Jeff, God. shout out to Jeff Speakman, like you said, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Dude, I, I seriously, like I've seen the perfect weapon more times than any person should see the perfect <laughs> weapon. <laughs> oh my God. That movie. Uh, yeah. You can get like the full thing up on YouTube um but yeah so all right so brings us to this episode i loved psycho Goreman. it was one of those movies it, this and synchronic were two movies that i was totally in anticipating this year uh mm. so i messaged uh the psycho Goreman, uh you know world and and they were like oh do you want do you want to talk to the director via email and i was just you know like i'm talking to them via email and i was in my head i was like do i want to talk to steve kostansky i'm like uh absolutely <laughs> like what do you yeah like I'm yeah. like the director. I'm like, yeah, I thought they were going to give me the act, like just someone. And I'm like, me, so me. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would have taken me. <laughs> me, me. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, And so when that happened, I was like, you know, this year, it's funny that you said that you guys took a break because for this podcast, we, we were so like, we would do like one episode every three months, maybe. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. like, that's what yeah, we yeah, yeah. 
You guys, it would be I, like I, sporadic I feel, or in spurts. Yeah, we but were I like, feel like it's quality, not quantity, right? So you guys would like pick a subject and really dive into it very deeply, and so you had time to like listen to it over a couple of sessions or whatever, you know, like it, it's not like, uh, you know, you, you were trying to put out an hour every week or whatever. We, I don't, I don't like that pressure. Um, yeah. Park, Parker, <laughs> Me neither. Parker obviously doesn't, I don't know where he is. <laughs> uh, you know, so, he probably didn't even see psycho Gorman. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't see it. You know, what's funny <laughs> about that is he didn't, and he had all the time in the world to watch it, to do this episode, but he was just like, <laughs> I had, it's, I don't know. I can't really explain and wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be right up like any horror movie fans alley? It's fucking awesome. He's you gonna, know, like, he, why wouldn't you watch it? He's going to watch it in two years when it hits PIX <laughs> and he's going to be like, man, that movie was really good. And we're going to be like, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we anybody about that it. came up in our age group, this movie's like a fastball right down home plate, you know? Oh, this yeah. is, it touches all the right nerves. So all his films do. I, I remember. So uh, they were like 15 minutes. I'm like, fuck it. I'll take it. So um, right. We did the Adam Randall episode, me and Langan, you know, the other director. And yep. then uh, they were like, all right, Steve's going to call you at 11. It might have been 1135 or whatever. And for some reason, my fucking iPad wasn't like it wasn't working like the garage band wasn't working. And I'm trying cable swaps and all this other shit. And I'm calling people to, to, to test it out and nothing was working. And I was just like, I was, I was pretty crushed to be honest with you. Sure. The time came and went, I emailed his, his PR and I was like, yo, I'm like, just skip me. I'm like, I, I what don't was know. her name? I forget, but her, her, oh, Tatum. The, the, yeah. Tatum. Yes. Yeah. And what was funny was at the, I feel like at the end of the show, you were like, I don't want to piss Tatum off. And yeah. then she, it, it seemed like she was like on the line the whole well, that, time. That's, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so that's what they do. She said she's, okay. she's, she's the PR and she sets up, you know, like, for this. Don't answer one. that. <laughs> no, not even. But it, it's like, that's what they do. Like they, 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 they basically set up, you know, he probably did like, like 15 of these 15 right. sort of things. Um, Quick fire. Yeah, for sure. And then that's yeah. why they wanted to do the phone. And what happened was I restarted my iPad. Man, the power of, of, of restarting and resetting is amazing because as soon as I did it at work, I emailed them and they're like, all right, we'll get, you know, we'll put you at the end of the list. And so when I finally got a chance to do it, I was pretty psyched. And uh, one of the coolest things was it was after, you know, I, like I said, I didn't want to piss off Tatum. And Steve, I didn't ask him to, but he was like, yo, he's like, if you want to do something like this in a longer form, like, let's yeah. do it. And I was like, I, I'm like, that's sure. perfect. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, um, that's great because you didn't even get the chance to, like, ask him about the the, the void and shit. Like, you you could only yeah. really talk about. You look at his like IMDb page. I mean, he's definitely got some stuff we would love to and dig he's, deeper into, you know. And yeah. he's doing the Day of the Dead TV show for sci-fi. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, and is that going to have a direct relationship with the Romero universe? It's not going to yeah. be like that shitty uh, Day it, of the Dead remake or whatever. It's I think Ugh. it's I, I think it's the relationship with the original. Cool. Nice. So which is cool, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I, you know, at first when it like Chris on his podcast is smooth, like I am not. So I'm talking to this dude going like, I don't even know what to do in the very beginning. So I started you doing fanboyed like, out a little bit. <laughs> I did. I was doing like the fucking Ralph crammed in like humana, humana. <laughs> you were the Chris far. Yeah. Probably, uh, remember that. Uh... <laughs> so because I'm thinking like I have 15 minutes. What am I going to like? I need to just say everything I need to say 
And uh, it just, it's, it's harder on the phone, but w- what did you take away from, from those 15 minutes that you want to talk about? Chris. Oh, um, so I, what I liked is he seemed really down to earth and uh, you know, just kind of like a guy like us. That's a big fan of yeah. movies. You know uh, the fact that he referenced secret of the ooze twice uh, in a, in a 15 minute conversation was pretty impressive. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, his, his aesthetic is informed by like everything that we love and grew up watching. And, um, you know, I, what I particularly liked was that he wanted the kids to feel like legit and not just, you know, passengers along the story, but actually like, making the story happen you know they were they were real players in what was going on and not just like observing and like reacting uh you know particularly with the Mimi character and I you know some people I've seen like say oh that character was annoying or whatever and it takes a little bit to get used to her um in the first few minutes because you're like whoa because you haven't really seen a character like her in a while but by the end of the movie you love her. I mean, she's, she's a great character. And, and that's what I think sets this movie apart is there's great gore. There's the, you know, PG is a great central character, but everyone gives such a, 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 like a straight performance. They're not hamming it up or they're not, they're not acting like they're in on the joke. And that's what makes it feel so much, you know, more entertaining. It's, it's sincere. Yeah, it's 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 really it's really well done. And it could have gone. I mean, listen, when 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 you talk about, the you know, the Steve Kostansky or Astron six universe, you're already talking about like weird lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> shit, that, shit that doesn't really make sense. Um, right. But this movie could have been, you know, could have just gone in a different direction. It could have been like completely corny um pretty fast but everything about it just just worked man like I, I i really loved it um i usually hate kids in movies you know i mm-hmm. i ref i referenced the stuttering kid <laughs> yeah that was great because that uh, kid really does suck he was the I, I hope his life was trash for the rest, for the after halloween five. <laughs> he, he's actually he's actually on episode 76 so we'll, we'll coming up we'll get, we'll get to ask him you know but like i love mimi because she was so over the top and i love of, I, I like I told him I, I love the trifecta of like PG who is just overly dramatic and he wants to like tear your soul apart like fucking you know Hellraiser um, and then you have the, the brother Luke who's just like this like kind of like normal worried kid he's the wholesome He's a yeah. awesome one. Yeah. Him, she, him and Mimi are perfect like yin and yang you know they like yep. uh, yes. complement Be- each other because she's completely out of her mind and I love the scene like where where um you know the cops come and he <laughs> melts the cop turns him into what turns out to be bio cop um yeah. and she's just explaining to him the rules you know like it doesn't even yeah. like he just fucking like fried this cop and <laughs> it doesn't phase them and I that's what's that great cop. about like the rest of the characters too cuz even the parents the parents you know this is not a movie where the the parents are absent and, you know, like a lot of 80s, like Amblin movies where like the kids are the protagonists and you don't even see the parents. The parents are, are part of it. And even them, they're like, 
All right. They, or like the parents of the kid that he turns into that fucking blob. They're so just good. having him have dinner at the table. It's amazing. <laughs> I Yeah, right. No one ever says like, yeah, you turned into like. I, right. Yeah. Whatever. It, it's like, it was a brain, right? He, he like turned yeah. him into a brain with like. It, pretty much. It was like yeah. a, such a hen. It felt like feet. such a hen and lotter thing. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah, like he like uh, when he when he was summoned to the parents house, um, I was like, oh, wow, this is like very. Like, I thought he was going to be a secret for the whole movie, but then they interacted. Then they did the montage. Um, They're just, like, out and about. Like, they were walking in town on Main Street with, like, the kid turned into a brain. Like, it yeah. was no big deal. They're at the diner. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. everybody's just like, eh. that. That was that was the universe. So, But anything you, you took away, Langan, in particular? From the interview? Yeah. Well, I was, I, I was relieved to, like, you know, he's so... You know, obviously his films have such an 80s, 90s, uh, you know, heavy references to it and stuff and that he fully embraces that or and like things we think about his films. He he he, he I was relieved to think, you know, that he feels the same way, like yeah. as, in what he created, you know, because he he has such a great way of uh, ability to create nostalgia without like being heavy handed with it. Like his mm-hmm. films create the vibe of those films we grew up with, The Void. And I think a lot of it stems from, you know, the use of the practical FX, first of oh, all. Yeah. And uh, that takes you back in it. But but they look, it's you know what it is? It's like sometimes like people make a film set in like the 80s and it's really heavy handed. Like I know like like The Wedding Singer, I know Sam's a big fan of it and stuff, but it's like every second is like an 80s reference and everybody's got leg warmers on and shit. And but it's a very wink wink. Like they're they're almost like, you know, it like, wasn't hey, like that, this, you know, no, like, no, like no. that's why I like uh, the show Freaks and Geeks. It was set in the 80s, but it really could be any time. It's not it's not over the top with references. It put so 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 Steve's that they put you in that in that world without like beating you over the head and giving you that vibe of those things. And I, it felt like eighties, but I know they made a reference that the dad was in what the Iraq war or something like that. So this was so. like nineties or something. Right. And he even, yeah. well, this, yeah, this, this was, this show. was more of like, so I keep a 90- saying eighties, but yeah, yeah th- this was yeah. a more 90 centric thing. And it's funny uh, that, that you mentioned that after you posted that meme where you're like, I lived through the eighties. Oh, and yeah. There's like a picture of like a Rubik's cube. No, like just everything that people remember from the eighties. Guitar. And then yeah. like, and then the real picture underneath, which was nothing except like a so wood TV. paneling and like a crappy carpet. Yeah. You know, a TV uh-huh. dinner tray. It yeah. wasn't. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't like that, man. Everything wasn't neon. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, like HBO on constantly, and you saw the same movie six times in a day. <laughs> Caveman with Ringo Starr. That was always on. <laughs> you know, maybe that's why we absorbed them more. We we studied them. It's like, oh, it right. could be. Gonna watch yeah. back. Gonna watch back to school for the forty fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> or walk like a man. Yo, walk like a man. <laughs> I love walk, that movie. Walk like a man is a really good, like Howie Mandel had that and a fine mess. Yeah, those two movies are fucking great. <laughs> I fucking but for me, anything. I was such a big Cheers fan that anything uh, Ted Danson did, I I was just automatically going to watch because yeah. I love fucking Cheers that much. But um, all right. So like as as far as the movie, uh, I mean, what is there to say? You know, there there's a it's like the kids like Mimi and Luke find a, an amulet uh, when they're digging in the backyard and they awaken this fucking, uh, you know, homicidal intergalactic demon, uh, which 
I guess they control, <laughs> you know, yeah, and he, right. Cause they've got the, um, the amulet. Yeah. Right. yeah we don't want to give away too much. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah. No, 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 for sure. It's a, it's a spoiler free thing. And, and that's, you can get that from the trailer and actually, no, mm -hmm. that's, that's the synapses. Um, and then that's it. And then from there, it's like just the, the adventures that they get into. Um, and, and what I really took away as well is, is just the Saturday morning 90s cartoon feel it had. Mm, you know, sure. It, like, you know, in, in, in a lot of the interviews that Steve has done, he, he referenced Rawhead Rex. And I was e. just going to say that. Yeah. Rawhead Rex and E.T. for his perfect. two. Right. Like, yep. it, it's but perfect. He, but he also said it was just because Rawhead Rex was so boring. Oh, it was disappointing. It could have been yeah. so much better, you know? Yeah, he said it was boring and he wanted to do something like that, but he wanted to make it better, like to make the monster better. Yeah. Um, but you're right about the Saturday morning thing. It, it, it's 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 like one of those episodes where like a famous WWF wrestler like comes to town and like, you know, the, the family or the kids are just interacting with them and they're like this larger than life character the same can be said for PG. You know, he's. Are you, are he's you trying this... to say Mr. Nanny? <laughs> Mr. Nanny. <laughs> Suburban Commando. Oh, that's no, no. Yeah. All right. That one, too. Yeah, yeah. Those those yeah. two, actually. Um, yep. And I, I think I think they did mock up posters for Psycho Goreman. Um, and Steve was talking about he said that they made one uh, for the Sinbad movie Houseguest. Oh, so they made this. Mo so I, I and I think that, you know, they might have done Suburban Commando as well. Was that the one with Phil Hartman? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember Sinbad. I think maybe so. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the movie that killed Phil Hartman. Well, the 80s loved that, that, that kind of like fish out of water. Well, I mean, the whole E.T. thing obviously spawned off uh, was Mac and me. And then there was like another oh God, one. Mac I, and I, I don't even remember. And then you got like Harry and the Hendersons, probably yep. like the Bigfoot living with a family. And everybody learns a lesson and finds <laughs> love in the end. And that's why I don't want to say anything in particular with the end of this movie. I thought yeah. uh, Psycho Gorman was yeah. just fantastically was hilarious. Perfect. If you play, play off that theme I just mentioned, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh like I said, it was one of those movies that I heard last year and anything that has his name attached, that has anyone from the Astron six universe, like after watching The Void and, and fucking The Void I, was so good. Was I know so a lot of people like there's some people that hate it in the horror nerds group, but that movie, I don't know how you could hate that movie. It's when, when we thought we were going to have Steve for like a full episode before it was the 15 minutes and I was like rewatching or watching and rewatching his whole catalog and yeah and i hadn't watched the void again in a, in a long time and stuff and man still i thought he was even better than when i saw it the first yeah. time you know it's so good i remember when it came out <laughs> shout out to parker because i i guess he just i don't know like he you can't really get him to watch things that he doesn't want to <laughs> watch and i went to his he'd house. rather watch like a like an old like you know, just like a rerun on TV or something. I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, he, so I went there and I remember, do you remember Brian that I went there and rented the movie just so he could watch it? Oh, you like forced them no. to sit down and watch I, it. I went there and watched it in his living room just because I thought it was that good. And it was that's like my fourth time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. My one and only horror nerds get together was in his basement. And it was the first time that he had seen street trash. Okay. Wow. Like you guys, oh, yeah. I don't know who got it or night. who brought yeah. it, but you guys were like showing it for, to, to Parker for the first time. I want to say the watch brought that over. 
Probably. But I'm not, I don't remember. I remember the, the menu was up for like six hours. Yeah, while we were exactly. All we all got drunk first and then. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I just to kept hearing it. it. So, um, but yeah, like just a catalog. I mean, the fact that he made a leprechaun movie that didn't suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's really. The gore in that leprechaun movie is superb. It's the gore. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. And, and it just goes to show you that, like, man, he, dudes like that, like the Astron six guys, I don't even know if they still function as a group. They're kind of like the KNB. Um, these guys just like this collective of people that make movies that I feel are are so specific to us and the shit that we love that it's yeah. like, man, the fact that these guys exist and they're out there. And they're super cool, as you could hear. Steve just was normal and cool. It's just nice that, like, in this world where there's so many things coming at you that you could watch or whatever, I know that, like, when you have a camp like this, if they, you just follow them, whatever they're going to put out, I know I got to see that. Yeah. Like, it, it streamlines it. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's, like, um, even more relevant or um, enjoyable than, like, trauma. You know, because it's got that similar sense of like absurdity and gore, but it's like well-written and better performed, like the acting is better. So it it makes it that much better. I knew that I knew that uh, this movie was was sort of better than just like your run of the mill kind of like ridiculous gore fest. Tara was sitting on the couch and I put it on. And she was like playing Candy Crush and not really watching. But then like she it started to pull her in. And there was at least like four times where she laughed out loud. And this is my, my wife hates gore, hates <laughs> horror movies. And she was like, what the fuck is this? But like thoroughly enjoying it. And I was like, yes, this is like a really, really good, enjoyable movie. Yeah. I mean, she hates gore and loves Psycho Gore, man. So that right, right there, stamp <laughs> of approval. Um, oh. I, I wish we could have done a screening for this somewhere in a movie theater because I think it would have been. Yeah. Cool. Um, yes. So between this. And the movie Bloody Hell, which I just recently saw, which we'll talk on the new episode. Um, my two favorite movies of the year. Really, really well done. I don't know. Did you watch Bloody Hell yet? Like, uh, I have not. not. I got to watch no. that. Oh. What's that on? What's that I, I, just, on? I, just, I just rented it. Okay. Okay. I, I rented what, uh, what's, what's the, uh, what, like, what's the idea of it? So, you don't, no spoilers or whatever, but. All right. Let me tell you the ending. <laughs> <laughs> real quick. So, yeah, real quick. So it's it's basically this dude in the beginning. He um, foils a, a bank robbery. Um, oh, fuck. I did watch this. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. How good was that? Yes. We texted about it. I'm an idiot. Yeah, Sorry. I, I thought that so. movie was awesome. Yeah, that how... movie was fucking awesome. From beginning so enjoyable. To end, right. Funny. What? From beginning to end. It was just so good. It was nonstop. It was hilarious. The whole the whole conceit of like him kind of talking to himself worked yeah completely it was so good i i forgot the title i guess that's why but that these two movies together oh you know right you make a double feature yeah it, it's they're so entertaining that's what i'm saying like these two movies you put them together um like brian you gotta watch bloody hell it was I'm, I'm on awesome. it man i'm it, intrigued it, it's yeah. really good yeah. And yep. to cl- and to close out our nineties, you know, I'm going to mention what we both watched. Kid ninety. Oh yesterday. my god! Talk about nostalgia, you know, yeah. like and th- and this is a movie that does nostalgia right. It's the Soleil Moon Fry directed. She kind of culled all of her old videotapes, and God, I had no clue how many different 
famous people and types of different famous. She was like one of those people that was able to navigate like every group in high school and be popular with all of those different groups. And and that that movie was just like it it was soulful, but like really great to look back on that era. I, I can't recommend that enough. Well, because what she did was like she had her her own version of Facebook and Instagram, like yeah. before any of that stuff. Yep. So it was like she she basically had a really cool life and she videotaped and recorded and saved messages and, and letters for like 20 years of her life. And then she opened it up and then put it up on Hulu. And we're all like, you know, all these people are like every Crazy. I had no idea she fucking dated Danny Boy for like from House of Pain for yeah. like a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I mean, who, like, knew? who knew? Like, but you watch all this stuff and it's like um, you kind of uh, I don't know. It's just great. It's it's happy. It's sad and it's happy. And, it, and it's just you're watching this person's life uh, and she is, I don't know, just very likable. And uh, the stuff that she navigated, like living in, in New York in the 90s, she, you know, she hung yeah. out with the skaters. So when well, the, were, ki- the guys from the guys kids, from kids too, yeah. you know, like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. So uh, on Hulu, I totally recommend it. So cool, man. This is this is going to be a nice tag along to the Kostansky yeah. episode. Really looking forward to having him on in May. Um, Very cool. And that's it, man. Everybody listen to uh, Films on Tap podcast. Yes. And Red River. And well, you're already listening to Red River, but watch uh, Psycho Gorman because it's fun as hell. Yeah. Yes. Cool. All right. So we're done here. Cool, man.